0: Back out of here on The Fan. We'll get to all the beaten paths coming up at 940. More with the Browns coming up at 920. Now let's get to the fan focus as we always do. All right, leading us off, it's Canon Lima on Watson's season and the expectations for the quarterback. What if he's
1: just in the neighborhood of where, Cousins? Where, what if he's, what yeah. if he's 9, 10, 11? What would you be thinking if you're a Browns fan then?
2: Where does he have to rank
1: to you? Two one six four seven four double ninety two. Where he's not right. Joe Burrow, he's not he's not Al Josh Allen. He's not those I, guys. You well,
2: I think you can get to the playoffs if he's not those guys. Like I, I, I had to write down real quick so I was half paying attention to you. I'm sorry. Allen, Rodgers, Burrow, Lawrence, Mahomes, Herbert, Hertz. Jackson? Jackson, yes, no. Oh, I have yes, no. I've gone the other way. Yes, on no. Lamar Jackson. You've gone the other way on Lamar Jackson. I'm down it, on Lamar Jackson. I mean, this is a this is a democracy here. You double a, yes, no. Yeah. Jackson, hurry. Yes. The, uh, Owen, yes, no. Jackson, hurry. Today, yes, maybe by week five, no. Three on one, so Jackson gets in it. We'll we'll reevaluate, right? Right. So you got Jackson in that mix. Allen Rogers Jackson. Burrow, Lawrence, Mahomes, Herbert, Hurts, Watson. So that puts him 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. 9 in that mix. 9 is a guy who can get you in the playoffs. Because, by the way, there's one guy out of the NFC out of that, and that is Jalen Hurts. 9 could get you into the playoffs. Number 9. But at number 9, if we're ranking, do you feel comfortable with him in the playoffs? Are you feeling good the morning you wake up going up against Joe Burrow? Because you brought this up, and it was a stark, stark reality that I didn't even realize. Guys, today's Thursday. You got Joe Burrow in Cincinnati coming up in just over a week. And Lima said this out loud, and I'm going to steal it from you. Lima said this to me, and I went, oh, my goodness gracious, you're right. I know Cincinnati doesn't start that hot, but also Nathan Zagura tells us usually Deshaun Watson doesn't start that hot. You said it you gotta score thirty against them next Sunday, at least. Most likely I mean you gotta score thirty to have a crack at it next Sunday.
0: Yeah, Joe Burrow, I'm not saying he can call out the amount of points that he scores, but thirty I think is a good number. You do, you gotta score thirty. I think the Browns' offense can do it. I'm expecting the Browns' offense to do it. I know we've mentioned before about Deshaun Watson, and they mentioned it right there, some of the slow starts of season he's had. I'm taking anything he did in Houston, I'm throwing it out the window from that respect, okay? What are we basing that off of? Last year, we had a garbage can for an offensive line. He's never had an offensive line like this Browns' line. He's never had a running back like Nick Chubb. There's a lot of different pieces to this team that are, are safety nets for Deshaun Watson in a way that he didn't have before. So I'm going to throw that out the window. And I know a lot of this is wishful thinking because I need him to be good right away. Because the hard part of the schedule is right away. But I'm going to need him to be good right away. All right, Nick, on losing weight because he was sick.
3: Nard, who works over on NC uh, N- WNCX, was uh, very kind in asking where it was the last two days. And uh, at the end, I was like, yeah, I, I dropped over 10 pounds in the two days that I was sick. And he was like, ah, oh, you got any of that? And it made me think of this morning I got on the scale and I had noticed a discernible difference from when I got on there on Monday. And I told Ness and she looked hurt and I couldn't figure out why. And she's like, you can lose weight easier than I can. And I was like, I was literally filled with night sweats for 48 hours. This is not a good, this is not the way to lose weight. This is not something we're admiring or being jealous of. Yeah, I totally lost 10 plus pounds in this whole being sicker than hell thing.
0: Just saying. Just saying. I take the wins where you take the wins. Congrats, Nick. Congrats. <laughs> Did you see Nick doing a commercial? Let me tell you how I lost 10 pounds in two days, and then it's just him going through being sick. Listen, I've done it before where I've been sick. And then you go on the scale and you're like, this is awesome. And then when it comes back so quick, you're like, what happened? I I didn't I wasn't that bad. Didn't work out that bad. But I always do think about that. That's like one of the weird blessings in life when you get sick is that you do end up losing a couple pounds. And you're like, "Okay, all right. I see how this I see how this this shook out. It's like it's like God's wing to you to be like, hey, I know I screwed you with two days of your life. But I'm going to go ahead and make it up in some way. At least it gives us something. It's not bad. All right, next up, Baskin reacting to the Guardians, acquiring three new players today off the waiver wire.
3: Breaking news. Breaking news at 92.3 The Fan is presented by BetQL. Bet smarter by downloading the BetQL app and use Ohio 25 to get 25% off your first box. Boom, man. The Guardian said we're going to get back in this thing. They just picked up Lucas Giolito. Wow. Are you kidding? This is... I did not see this coming in the slightest. Wow. Wow! No, I mean, this is the perfect opportunity for the... the, they You know, this is where having a bad record matters in the waiver wire. So they're able to pick him up off waiver wires. They're in it. They're in it. And they've got a chance. And... Man, this is, I don't know, it's a good show of faith for a team that might have been down and out at the trade deadline when you said they got rid of this guy, they got rid of that guy. They just watched the waiver wire and said, we're picking up Lucas Gilito, We're still in this thing. We've won two of our last two series. Now we've got Tampa. That starts tomorrow. You want to tell me the front office didn't tell the guys in the clubhouse? All right, here's your chance. Go get it. Go get it.
0: Wow. I mean... I should have played that in the 7 o'clock hour. My apologies to everyone that listened in the 7 o'clock hour that deserved to be in there. My mistake. Go back and listen to me talk about it in the 7 o'clock hour, though. Uh, because it's just it's nonsense. It's absolute and utter nonsense. Lucas Giolito sucks. He's not good. He's garbage. And I got tired of people all day long being like, $3 million, look, they put their money where their mouth is. Oh, you mean they gave $3 million out of the $8 million that they got in trading Josh Bell away? fantastic, great, get him a t-shirt. They're still not spending at a rate that I would enjoy, but just because they spend $3, mil- 3 million? that's a rounding error. I'm pretty sure Steve Cohen, he could drop $3 million on the ground and not even realize it. What are we talking about? Are we supposed to give him credit for that? No. And on top of it, I don't even know if they're going to be any good. Lucas Giolino has been garbage. So, yeah, it's a little infuriating to me. But I got more mad. It's not the moves. Listen, they made the moves because they had to make the moves. Whatever. I'm not sitting here yelling at Antonetti. I'm yelling at the reaction to this decision and the hype and smart baseball fans that kept telling themselves, now we're in it. Now we're in it. Let's go. Playoff push. You got a 5% chance of making the playoffs according to fan graphs. The season is cooked. Like a rotisserie chicken, it is cooked. You're not winning as much as a stuffed animal. It's not happening. And that's fine. They made their bed. They can lie in it. I just don't want them trying to cover it up. And them trying to convince you guys that they've covered it up as well and have done a good job covering it up because I don't believe it. Unbelievable. Absolutely. I just get so mad. I get so angry at the Guardians right now. It's a, it's not a love-hate relationship at the moment. It is a hate-hate relationship because I just feel like they wasted a lot of our time this season. And I feel like this team could have been good if they decided to you know, do something about it at the deadline. I, I didn't even ask them to get Shohei Otani. I didn't ask them to do that. I just asked them to try to compete and contend. That's all I asked. And they spit in our faces is what they did. Not doing anything at the deadline. And now they're going to try to spin this. Or at least the, the fans and the reaction afterwards is going to try to spin it for them as if this is a push. This being a push? No thank you. No thank you. They're going to get, I mean, I'm just going to, my doctor's going to be like, what happened to you? Your heart rate's been through the roof this past month. I'll be like, I'm sorry. The Guardians made baseball trades and I care entirely too much. All right. All right. I am go to the doctor this month. I'm not going to the doctor this month. We got we're fine. We're we're good. There's not an ongoing tally of my heart rate. We're okay, people. Canon Lima on Taylor Swift at the movies.
2: Taylor Swift has a video coming out, Tone. Yeah. Of the concert. What earlier, are you mad about?
1: Earlier, oh, I'm not mad. It says the ERA's tour has been the most meaningful electric experience in my life so far, and I am overjoyed to tell you it'll be coming to the big screen soon. Starting October 13th, you'll be able to experience the concert film in theaters in North America. Tickets on sale now. Uh, ERA attire, friendship bracelets, singing and dancing encouraged, and the hand signal from. Are you love. doing it in your house? Well, so here is the thing. There's a lot of people... I that would imagine just, people would. Here's the thing. People, she recognizes, A, that this has been the most insane tour ever in the history of the world. We talked to Popovich about this, who used to run things mm-hmm. over at the other musical stations here. And Now he, he's got a beard. Yeah, he said, this is blowing away every concert in the history of concerts. And they, remember, they, they next year... They brought more cities into the fold. Cleveland is still not one of them. So I told you Sarah really wants to go. And we have to decide. Do we want to go to Miami? Do we have to go to Indianapolis? Do we go to Toronto? They they put like six shows or seven shows in Toronto so we'd have a shot to do it. But now they basically she said, Well, we're gonna bring this to the movie theaters because she recognizes it's so expensive, a lot of people just simply can't go. There's just a lot of a lot of fans. In this country, cannot afford the parking, the tickets, and so they're giving away the stuff that they give away with the tour, and you can watch it in theaters. So it's a pivot. How for much Taylor is this Swift experience? I am on the website right now. Right now, you can only get in line. That's it. That's all you can do is get in line for the advance tickets. How much? I so guess? the site's gonna crash again. Yeah, I mean, just like did before. With... So you, know. so when you go to the theaters to see Oppenheimer or whatever. You're also going to have busloads of kids <laughs> that are going to be right next door watching this movie. Huh? Good luck yet
2: again. I like that. Everybody made fun of us Cleveland. Oh, LeBron is carrying your economy. And then the whole story was how Taylor Swift was such a boom for the economy. Yeah,
1: stars star scary thing. That's how it works. Yeah.
0: No chance. No chance am I going to the theaters for this. I, I said I'm done paying for concert tickets because I don't want to see the battle of Taylor Swift versus her piano. I already know how that one ends up. I don't think I could pay to see it in the movie theater either. I would watch it if it happened to be on like HBO or Netflix or something. If they want to turn the Eras tour into is something on Netflix that I just turn on and watch. I, I, maybe I'd watch it. I'm not sure. I love Taylor Swift. I, I don't know that I, I can't confidently say that I'd watch it. I don't know how much that would amuse me. Maybe late at night, if I had some drinks and some cocktails, I could put it on and maybe enjoy it. But stone cold sober, just throwing on the show and then pretending like I'm at the concert. And I get what you're trying to do, right? You go to the theaters and then people are going to dress up in Taylor Swift gear. They're gonna they're gonna hand out the bracelets. They're gonna play all the beads and and play all the you know the music that have the lights and everything go with it. I just can't. I can't imagine that being a fun experience. I just can't. Maybe I'm wrong though. I just not for me. Not for me. All right, Nick on the defense this year for the Browns. I don't
3: understand specific to coming off last year calling track record when Miles Garrett still had 15 and a half sacks. When a lot of the guys who are the focal points of your offense this year were a huge part of that uh, that defense two years ago. Greg Newsom in his rookie year. And then turning around and looking at Amari Cooper and spouting off his track record. Or spouting off David Njoku's track record. So it's less... This is not to say Ken is wrong. I don't necessarily understand the track record. The the beautiful thing and the ridiculous thing about the NFL is you can you can claim something like track record at almost any point with anybody who's been in the NFL for long enough. Jadavian Clowney had two types of track record. There was the good football player uh, track record, and then there was the self-interested, assassin, jackass, culture-killing track record. So my greater point here is, again, not that Ken is wrong. I I, I have not made an official prediction yet. And I, I still don't know that I actually will. And I tend to think that, that when we get to stuff like official predictions – there are, not at this station, but there are people who can treat that as like a a time filler, and who don't really give the reason why, and basically use it to pander to people and fill time. So, I don't necessarily have a good feel on how this season's going to go. But if you look at the Browns defense, and rightfully say there's a lot of reasons to be excited, but I don't trust them. Because the reality is, the track record is just not consistent enough. For the team defense. Okay. Or if the track record, you don't have enough track record of the guys that are here. Okay. I think we kind of have to have that same conversation with the offense. This is less, it's wrong to say that you're just not sure about this defense. Nope. Totally. I'm on board there.
0: But I don't know how you're sure of anything. It's really tough because there are question marks if you want to seek and try to find them. They're, just, they're out there. But I can do that with every team. I can find question marks with every team, and I can find a scenario and an example where every team across the country, I can find a new thing on offense, a new thing on defense, new thing on special teams, where you then think, huh, and it gives them some hesitancy. some point, we do it to call out the shot. When it comes to this Browns defense, a lot of it is new. I like a lot of the new, though. I like Tomlinson. I like Smith. I like Thornhill. I like a lot of the new. That's why I'm riding with this Browns defense. Leave that there. we come on back. I just don't understand why. I'm very confused as to a move the Browns made today, and I don't think it adds up. It's not a transactional move. It's more of an emotional move. We'll do it next. Two one six four seven four to below ninety two. It's overtime with Jonathan Beadle here with you, on the fan.